0: Welcome to the C2R Podcast. Today we are Pam Rogers. Uh, she is actually a part of the Call to Recovery program as well as a volunteer for the program. And she's a volunteer in a lot of actual programs at the church. Pam, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: So the way I usually start these off is we just ask for a little, like, not so much a, a history of recovery, but basically who you are, what you do, and where you're from.
1: Okay. Well, I'm really from Athens, but, uh, I was born in Grand Prairie, but, uh, we live, I live in Ferguson now and I've been married for 48 years. <laughs>
0: okay. And now you do a lot of volunteer work with the Call to Recovery Program. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you first get introduced? Well, okay, let's go ahead and go back to the beginning. Let's give us just a, a brief history of how it all started.
1: How it all started. Well, I started, uh, I lived down here in Athens, and I started drinking at the age of fourteen and um, at sixteen, I become pregnant and uh, had had my a little boy and then at eighteen, I married my husband, who I'm married to now uh, we drank together we fought together uh, and we recovered together and uh, we uh moved down here after he retired and uh we started to Rock Hill Church, and that's where I met Dan through my son, and that's how we got into Call Recovery. But we were—I was an AA fan. I mean, I went to AA when I got sober. I went into rehab and then started AA, and then uh, when I came down here, we uh, started to Rock Hill Church. You know, and that's how we got into recovery. Best thing ever happened. <laughs>
0: So tell us about your, your dark times.
1: Dark times. When
0: you, were, when you were there and you started, you realized, when did you realize that you needed to, to make a change?
1: Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> well, it was, I was drinking four cases a day, 24-7. Never, I was never sober, really. I have three sons that I put them through a lot, more especially my middle child, I, uh, I would uh, beat him, you know, throw things at him that normal mother wouldn't do, (laughs) but I left one morning and I left my kids at home by themselves, and I ran off with another person and um, when I woke, they say, you know, we had blackouts. And I was in a blackout and when I was driving my truck and when I came, come out of it I was in my sister's backyard and I didn't know how I got there and I had I don't know uh, left, left my kids and I lost them and I lost my husband and I came back to we lived in Lancaster at the time and I came in the front door and I just felt like I would lost it all everything I was no hope there was no hope for me you know and, and I tell people that I only had one way to go I hit the floor and put my arms up and asked God to please take this from me. I didn't want to hurt like this. I didn't want to hurt my family anymore, you know, and God sent me two people, <laughs> you know. And I went into, first I went into, I don't know if you ever heard, you probably haven't, of, a, it's called Chick. And that's another rehab they had, but they would shock you and they would, give you your favorite drink, put you in front of a mirror, and every time you take a drink, they would shock you, you know. And my sister didn't want to leave me there because she said that it wouldn't matter how much they shocked me, I, you know, I wasn't going to stop. So I went into a rehab in uh, Duncanville, Texas, and uh, in the hospital there, and my husband was at another place, but he went in before I did. They put me in that night, you know. but to to uh, pull a gun, put a shotgun to my husband's head and tell him I'm going to blow his head off because he wants to get rid of my beer. He won't let me, you know, he he was in AA at the time because the judge told him. And he said, we need to try this. I said, I don't want to go to that place, not with them crazy people, you know. And he said, well, I want you, I'm going to put the spear out. I said, no, you're not. If you do, I'll blow your head off, you know. And I said, I want my kids to see it. So that's pretty, you know, that's that's a pretty (laughs) dark side right there.
0: So from that dark place and you finally made the decision to get into to get help and to get into recovery. What were your hurdles in finding a recovery program that worked for
1: you? Well, in the in the. When we were in uh, rehab, they would take us to different AAs, you know, which I really enjoyed AA. You know, uh, uh, they, my sponsor told me that uh, uh, she was my uh, sponsor in, in rehab in the in the hospital, and she became my sponsor. And then I, I got another sponsor in AA, and that's where uh, I really I didn't have I didn't know God at the time, you know, and when I went into AA uh they wouldn't speak of God and I would say they would say whoever kept me sober, you know. And when I was when I was raised down here in Athens with my parents, my mom was Pentecost, you know, and I I knew God, but I had just lost him, you know. I got away from him. He didn't get away from me, I got away from him, you know, because he God didn't do the things I did, <laughs> you know. But uh, that's how I got, you know, I forgot what you said. (laughs) On recovery, yeah, it was AA. I stayed in AA until I moved down here and was introduced to culture recovery. And I just felt at home, you know. I felt like that this was where I was supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing, you know.
0: Okay. And as a... A person that's been to a regular AA program and a person that's been to Call to Recovery, can you tell us and highlight some of the differences that stand out from the two programs and what keeps you coming back?
1: Jesus Christ. That's it right there. That's the bottom line because in AA, we never, I never heard the word God. I never heard the word Jesus Christ. And, and I want to tell you, it's not the steps that got me sober. It is not A.A. got me sober. Jesus Christ got me sober. Because when I asked him that day on my knees to take it from me, he did. And, you know, and I told him I would serve him uh, for the rest of my life. But I kind of lied to him because when I moved down here, my husband was still in Dallas. He hadn't retired. And we moved down here in 2004, and I got introduced to game rooms. And... uh it was like all over again for me. Like I drank when I was drinking. It was I was bar hopping and staying out all night long and doing things I shouldn't be doing. And I did the same thing with gambling, you know. So, I mean, and and and, Don, and Dan says, and that's my favorite part of the twelve steps is I came to believe. I mean, uh, uh, I forgot the twelve step. <laughs> uh The first step. You know you can I have an addiction personality, okay? I can get addictive to anything. And uh, I got addictive to gambling. and I picked up my fourteen month chip last Tuesday because it did the same it does you the same way that it did when I drank, okay? Because when I'd walk into a game room, if I won on a penny machine, I went higher up to a nickel machine to a quarter to a dollar. You know, it's 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 addiction, and it's it will it will destroy you if you let it, you know. But I put God on the shelf, and I forgot about Him. And this is, but I hadn't started a church. Okay, I hadn't started Rock Hill Church, and I wasn't in recovery. I yes, I was in recovery, wasn't I? Yeah, I'm sorry, I was in recovery because uh, I came to a meeting. I walked out of that game room and I came to a, me- a meeting on Tuesday night and I got up in front of everyone and told them what I had been doing, you know, because I felt like I was lying to everybody in there uh, and to the ladies at, at the jail. I felt like I was lying to them because I was gambling and and I put that before I did Jesus Christ, you know, and it it, it almost destroyed me. But this program call to recovery. If if you're if you are lying about what you're doing, it will eat at you. And and it's not nobody in there. It's Jesus Christ that's doing it, you know, because he would he would pull at me and talk to me and I could hear him. I could hear him talking to me. But I kept flipping him off, you know, taking him off my shoulder. I don't want you there, you know. I'm not doing anything wrong. I was. I was doing, I was putting him, I was putting that machine before God, just like I was putting that alcohol before God, you know, so.
0: Absolutely. And we've actually talked about how even the smallest things, anything that takes you away, takes your focus off of Jesus, anything it can be a game room it could be a video game it could be food it can be drink it could be drugs it could be family it could be service yeah they all if they take your focus off of God and Jesus then it can turn into an addiction yeah and there are people out there that don't attend meetings that don't even know that they're they're addicted and that's kind of the point of what these podcasts are for. We're trying to get people out there to make them realize is that they don't see a problem, but they know something might be wrong and they can't figure out what that one thing is. Mm-hmm. And our hope and our prayer is, is that the discussions we have, the, and the things we talk about will open up people's eyes to realize that, Hey, maybe I do have a problem. Maybe I need to go get some help that I didn't, because I know for the longest time, I was younger and I played video games and I was, I was addicted to video games. I never even realized until 15 years later, I realized that I had a problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, every time I was away from it, I yearned for it. Every time that I was not around it, I just wanted it so bad. And it took my mind off my job. It took my mind off everything. And that's what I wanted. And I was addicted and never even had a clue. Yeah. And it was only years later that I recognized that I was addicted. However, there was an intervention in my life before that took me away from that. And it ended up being, and I wanted—I know it was God that did it, that he put something in my life to keep me, to yeah. get me away from it. And I mean, me and my wife, we played video games nonstop. And believe it or not, the the thing that came in my life that, that intervened was my son. Mm-hmm. By me having my son took my focus away from those video games, and I focused my attention on him, and then I focused my attention on family, and then I really didn't care anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I thank God every day because of him Amen. putting my yeah. son in my life yes. that got me away from an addiction that I can look back on. And I know people say, oh, well, it's just a video game. Who? What's it hurting? It yeah. was taking my focus away from him. And because yes. it was taking my yeah. focus away from God, it is an addiction.
1: That's right. That's right. I thank him every day because, you know, my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren has never seen me drink. Never. Now, they did. My little five-year-old great-granddaughter, she did know that I gambled. And she would go, you can't come and see me because you're at a game room. You know what? That does something to you, too. But that but that's just God doing for me what I couldn't do for myself, you know? Exactly. So, and... uh. And to be able to have our grandchildren and do things with our grandchildren and be clean and sober, you know, that that's awesome there because our sons saw what we did. I mean, we if we were at a bar, we'd get drunk and come home and fight each other out in our, out in our front yard, you know. That's insane, you know. Why should children have to go through that? They don't. They should never, you know.
0: And then now I know that I look back and I'm glad that my son didn't see that addiction in me, but I Um, I can't even imagine what it's like for you guys having to deal with the guilt of knowing what that you put your children through. And I pray to God that I never have to put my child through that. But I think that also at the same time, even though that it is that guilt that you have, it's also a foundational block of your recovery because knowing that what you did then, it will help you keep from falling back because of that that yeah. one of those building blocks. And Danny attributed that is that it all takes one block to start. You start here, that's you it. start here, you yeah. start here, and you start building a new foundation. Yeah. And that can only be done because of God. If you try to build the foundation yourself, it's not going to work. So Mm-mm. you have to turn to God and ask for his help. Yeah. And that's what I love about the program. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing is to help spread the word yes, uh-huh. of the call recovery program by spreading the word of God through this program. And yes. I, I can't emphasize enough the importance that if people have a problem and if they feel like they don't have a problem, but you've noticed something, mm-hmm. chances are you probably are too late and you have that problem. Yeah, And I just, mm-hmm. I just pray that these individuals can see that and hopefully this will help.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, I'd, uh, we, are. Uh, we do Beach Club on Tuesdays for the children at, at uh, Brownsboro School, and uh, October, the 22nd was it was a year for us at the jail, you know. And it's awesome, and the ladies, they're so awesome to you know, you, I let them know there's hope. there's a light at that, light, at that time, you know. But they got to give it to him, and they got to give it all. They can't keep just a little piece, you know. Oh, I can hang on to this. You can't. You got to give it all to him, you know. And I mean, we still have our problems because, you know, uh, you know, we're human. You know, we've been married forty-eight years. We've been sober be thirty-three years, January fifth, and they said we couldn't do it. And when I was in rehab, they told me that we would never make it, you know. But we have. Only by His grace have we done it. Mm-hmm. Only by Him. Not because I've done what He's done, but what Jesus Christ has done in our life, you know. Amen. So, and, and cult recovery, When I know that when I was in AA, they would say, you know, if that table keeps you sober, well... That's your God. No, that's not my God. you know. That's not my God. <laughs> I know who my God is now. you know. I know it when I was out there drinking and doing what I was doing, I, I, but I didn't know. He, I didn't know him. You know, He knew me, but I didn't know him. so And to be here talking about him is, is awesome that we can do that. You know, that we're, that we can say how much we love Jesus, you know, and and then take it into the class, to the schools, too. Right. I've, there was a lady talking to me about, well, we can't do this in San Antonio. We, we can't bring Jesus in. They won't, I mean, not San Antonio, Austin. So they won't allow us to do that. They're lucky. We are lucky. <laughs> because we can do it, you know, and the children love it.
0: Absolutely. I know my son loves it. He looks forward to it every Tuesday, so... Uh, yes. Well, already, Pam, I, I want to th- say thank you for joining us today. Thank you for your story. Thank you for sharing with everyone. Um, is there any final thoughts that you have that you want to share with anyone about it? If they have a problem, what steps they need to take?
1: Uh, f- the first step. <laughs> the first step is the best step of I love that step. You know? And that's what I tell the ladies at the jail, you know, and uh i just feel like calls recovery is making a lot of difference we make a lot of difference you know but uh and if if you, if you do have a problem just hit your knees because he's there you know his line is never busy so never <laughs> Believe me because I call him all the time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, all right. All right, Pam. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and I enjoyed it. Uh, I congratulate you on your recovery and I and I'll pray for you that your recovery stay strong.
1: Oh, thank you very much. I love prayers. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah.
0: And we will catch you guys in the next one. Uh, look forward to step number two of the twelve step program that we're going through with Dan. Thank y'all so much for joining us.